This week, three sides of the coin, we learn what Mark has in his bedroom. And it's not two kings. <laughs> Thank God. Now, we talk about David Lee Roth going out on the road with Kiss. Amazing. And Mark fills us in on the Ace Fraley show he just went to. This is Three Sides of the Coin, talking all things Kiss. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. Want to get your official Three Sides of the Coin logo and shocker tee? Now you can. We ship worldwide. Get yours online at shop.threesidesofthecoin.com. everybody, welcome back to another episode of Three Sides of the Coin. I'm one of your three co-hosts, Michael Branvold, and as always, Tommy Summers and Mark Cicchini. How you guys Woo-hoo. doing? We're good. We awesome. do We do have an invite out for the weather girl to join us, but she wasn't sure if she was going to be able to. Um, but for those of you who tuned into our live radio show yesterday, she did join us on the air live. She talked about. Did, some did, news. did you guys see the photo that Brian posted about a baby kangaroo in their house? No. So they had they had a baby kangaroo in a cage. So I had to ask her. I'm like, uh, why was there a kangaroo in your house? Well, it turns out it was Lily's birthday, and they brought like this animal zoo to the house and everything. But there was a kookaburro, a wallaby, a kangaroo, all sorts of stuff. And and I was like, you know. Did they, did they invite Nicholas Buckland? <laughs> they should have. <laughs> they should have. He could have been the curator. <laughs> None of that shit's fucking native to here. I know. He could, he could have spoke their language, right? <laughs> he could have put some shrimp on the bobby. Or whatever the hell it is. I, did, I didn't feel like telling her, though. It's like. You know, because she was like, oh, the kangaroo was so cute. I'm like, I didn't want to tell her that when I was in Australia for the Kiss Farewell Tour, I actually ate kangaroo steak. Did you really? <laughs> I don't think they showed that. What is it? Is it Outback? Which is the one that does Out, the... Outback, yeah. We went there, Liz and I went there once. and No, actually we went there a couple times. That Bloomin' Onion was good, but after like a, two minutes of it, it's like, eh. I didn't think the rest of it was all that great. Outback is nothing more than Hard Rock Cafe without the memorabilia. You know, I like Hard Rock. Man, I I like the food at the Hard Rock. Well, I mean, the food is fine. It's just I think Outback's food is the same thing. It's just safe. You kind of know what you're getting. There's nothing fancy about it. It's like a steak, lobster, shrimp, baked potato. Yeah, I want to be clear about it. The food wasn't bad at all. At all, it it just like you said though it was just, eh, you okay. know, yeah, yeah, it, it yeah. We used to have one near us. We probably went there once every nine months, and it's one of those things where you're just like, yeah, you know, I just want to know I'm getting a l- nice little steak and a nice piece of lobster. And I don't want to spend two hundred dollars for a lobster tail. It's like okay, it's good enough. You don't leave. Yeah. Get, you you won't leave getting sick. Let's put it that way. Which is always a plus. It's always a plus, for sure. 
Yeah, that's going to be their motto. You won't leave getting sick. <laughs> I went once and it was just like, eh. yeah, it doesn't interest me. That was just it, Tommy. It, 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 it again, it didn't suck. It, well, I, I didn't have a bad meal there. I just went really for the effort because it was kind of across town a little. Matter of fact, it was out near uh, Joe Marshall's store, the one we used to go out to. And uh, it's about a good 40 minute drive from here. And whenever we'd go out to that side of town, we'd try and, you know, hit restaurants at the time. Now, keep in mind, this was, shit, 25 years ago. There, We we didn't have, I don't think we had one close to us. Oh. Now there was, now there is one, but, uh, yeah, out back. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're not, you're not going to win, you're not going to lose. It's sort, of, it's sort of like going to Red Lobster. It's like, eh. We just had that discussion. Boy, this is great. Other ones go, can you just get to the goddamn kiss stuff? No, not now. Because it's our show. Shut that... up, people. <laughs> it's right. It's our show. We'll talk what the fuck we want to talk about. Yeah, I had that same conversation. Remember when like going to Red Lobster was a big deal? Now it's not. Now why we don't even go. Well, no, we, can... we, we, we don't we don't either. I mean it's like, you know, especially when you live on a coast, it's like you want fresh seafood, you're not going to Red Lobster. But Tommy, I mean, I mean, Mark, you you can even relate to this. Growing up in the Midwest, back in the seventies, Red mm-hmm. Lobster was the finest seafood you could get anywhere. There was hardly any place that could you could get seafood like that. And it was the you know it was the as a kid it was your birthday dinner. You can go anywhere you want for dinner. Oh, let's go to Red Lobster. I want lobster. Tonight. Really? Yeah. We. Have- to Shakey's Pizza and watched Harley or uh, Laurel and Hardy reruns. <laughs> well, I've been to Shakey's a few times. That's yeah. You know, if place. you want pizza, you go watch just the, sounds good. the player piano and you watch them make <laughs> yeah. the pizza behind the window. But you yeah. know, I think as I got older, I realized, wait a second, I could actually get some expensive dinner for my birthday, not just Shakey's Pizza. Right. <laughs> but you're right, though. It, it it really it was the only place. Now there's all types of choices. I mean, like on Sunday nights in town, they have uh, the Mystic Lake Casino where they have a lot of bands. You can eat, all you can eat crab legs for $35, I think it is, or something like that. And it's it's other seafood too. But we're talking the like the really large king crab legs. It's outstanding. That's, you know, and then Ocean Air, which is very expensive. It's a beautiful restaurant. So yeah, there's options now. But when we were kids, to your point, you're right. That was it. That was it. Yeah, we were just saying how big a deal that was when we were, again, this is a, a conversation we had recently, and now I haven't been to a Red Lobster in, shit, 10 years, and I don't think I'm, I'll ever go back again. If a lot of those places now are closing, like look at Applebee's and a lot of those others, because people don't want that anymore. They want a, a brew house or a tap house that serves burgers and steaks and craft beer, and all that stuff is shifting a lot. But, but yeah, you, I think I think so here too. You, you you know you know what is still good though. I still get the cravings at Red Lobster for those cheddar biscuits, man. <laughs> I was gonna bring that up. <laughs> oh, those are those still rock. I mean, it's you know as bad as Olive Garden is, man. Unlimited breadsticks and soup can't go wrong with that. Breadsticks, really good. I, I can't I can't go to. But but. Red Lobster to me is 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 like Seven Eleven pasta. I, I mean, I, 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 things like Seven Eleven pasta. Yeah, the OG is. I I can't do it, man. Yeah. Well, ask Izzy; he'd know. <laughs> I mean, so. and, 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 and there's no way I could go to Red Lobster now. I mean, we've got the fresh crab season just opened this weekend. 
So like fresh Dungeness crab is coming off of the boats straight into the supermarket the same day and you're getting it nice. for like six bucks a pound now. And it's just like, oh, wow. that, you know, we'll go down there and buy two giant crabs and that'll be our dinner. And we'll just be like, you know, we spread it out on the floor and it's like food coma, Mark. You relate to this. You're just like, oh, if, crab, if either, crab. Have either one of you been to Maui? Yeah. No. If, if Tommy, have you ever eaten at Mama's Fish House? No. Uh, that on the menu, it tells you what boat and what time your fish was caught that day. That's amazing. Yep. Oh, sure, but, the prices the prices were amazing too. But <laughs> I'm sure they are. We, but you're, we've been, we've the been there three, three times, and all three times we always make sure we go there. I mean, it's it's insane expensive. But it's right. insane good too. So right. Well, but also two of the three of us, you're the foodie. You know, I mean, you have all types of different restaurants that you have um, your favorites. Whenever you go to these different places, you know, so you seem to know much more about it in general. I mean, for us, we don't eat out that often. We usually end up going out to see a band and just having cocktails and a couple hors d'oeuvres. More than I can't. Rarely do we actually go out for a meal. Liz and I eat out constantly, which we probably shouldn't. And I've actually put on a, some, some weight back on recently, too, just because we've been, we've been just, you know. But you, you, know, love, you love the restaurant well, experience. I, I tell you what, this past weekend, and, and, and we're going to get to Kiss stuff because this past weekend yeah. was a great example of that, though. You know, Liz and I, we uh, we spent all day um, on out uh, on the other side of town, uh, hung out with, uh, you know, went to the A show and hung out and thank you, you know, and, and saw the guys in the band and, and hung out with Billy and nothing's big stuff in here and, and Pat and everything. Yeah, and, you watched the show from the stage. I did. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but my point is, 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 is that, you know, we spent all day and then on the way home, we went to a, a favorite restaurant of ours. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. it was just nice all day spending the day with my wife and we literally left the house before two o'clock and we didn't get home till two thirty AM. We had a ball. I'm so um, I missed that too. I was really close. I just couldn't pull it together. Yeah, yeah, well you and I both talked about Pat said he was talking to you about it too. Yeah, I it just timing was bad. But it was I was before we get into that, but the next day Ian and I we went to the went to the Lions game on Sunday. Sorry to hear <laughs> and, that. And then, but then we went to a really nice, one of my favorite Italian restaurants downtown, and then we went to the Wings game. So the same thing, you know, we left the house at 10 in the morning, I didn't get home till, you know, 11 o'clock at night. So it was a, it was a very long weekend, needless to say, just, we were, I was on the go the whole time. But that, but Tommy, that's exactly it. You know, when we're on the go and stuff, we, I don't like to just get something fast food or something. I like to find a middle part of the day, eat good. And I find when you just eat good, then you're not, you don't, you're not munching the rest of the day oh, or anything. Exactly. Right. But like when we, when we go places together, I just let Mark pick, even if we're in LA. Well, it's not like you'd it. have a choice really. Right. Well, no, he, he, the guy's got, he's got this radar for food. That's unbelievable. <laughs> and we were driving up and down. Isn't that a I kiss song? Was, radar for food. Radar for food. <laughs> yeah. 
he no, we would be driving up and down Melrose, I think, or something. And and I'm like, well, what about that place? No, not enough people there. What about that place? Eh, I, don't, I don't know about that one. We would drive up and down literally for half an hour. He's like, that's the one. And I'm like, okay, great. We go in. It was phenomenal. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. It's true. It's like the sixth you, sense. You, you know, yeah, I was going to say, you know, some people see dead people. Mark sees great food. Look, Liz and I. When we were in Miami, um, the, that's when I posted that one picture, that fucking one thing. I told the story, when, you know, when, when we ordered it, and the lady's like, that's just for him? No, that's not. It was like, yeah, no, no, that's for two people, and sure as shit, it was for, we didn't even finish it. Like when but, we were with Tom Germain in L.A., and you ordered two Buicks. Oh, my God, those were great. Oh, my God. <laughs> Even you the this Mexican place. I think you actually got drool coming out of your mouth right now, Mark. Oh my god, that yeah. was awesome. Even the waiter's like, "Is he okay? Does he need an ambulance or something?" Oh, dude, it was left swallow, right swallow. There, man, it was just fucking. <laughs> I was going to town. Yeah, you know, to be fair though, that that day started early for me, and I got a five-hour flight to L.A. Uh, and then Tommy, you know, I meet Tommy, and then I hadn't eaten all day. That 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 was. And yeah, we know was, what Mark is like when he doesn't eat. That's right. Yeah, Tom took us to a great Mexican place in the hills there before we went to the Griffith Observatory. Yeah, near the Griffith Observatory. Yeah, man, whatever that place was, it was dynamite. That was really good. <laughs> so, anyways, let's. Uh, and, and, let's yeah. Anyway, to... we're gonna get to Mark's weekend, but we got a couple other smaller things that we can chat about first. Um, one, I want to remind everybody. We mentioned it real briefly at the top of the show. Three Sides of the Coin Radio <laughs> is back. You can tune in on Station Head, the app on your iOS device. Just go to threesidesofthecoinradio.com. 24-7, 365 KISS music. It's all the time KISS, KISS-related. It's anything to do with KISS, six degrees of separation. Um, and once a week, we try and get on and do a live one-hour show where we get in there and chat. And yesterday... Lisa and I were on there. We were chatting about her, her kangaroos, and uh, we were talking about um, Brian Martini. How how the fans love Brian Martini on the show. Yeah. Um, so anyway, head over to three sides of the coin Tune in. You can make requests right there. We add the requests. So if there's a Kiss cover song you love, request it. If there's a kiss tune you love, as long as it's not rock and roll all night, request it. If there's a song that Paul Stanley co-wrote with somebody, request it. Yeah. We want to hear it all. We've got like 16 hours worth of music already in rotation on the station. So, very cool. You'll you guys will love it. Again, doesn't matter where you live, what time it is, there's always kiss music playing. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so one quick thing that, Tommy, you and I were chatting about briefly before Mark got on. Um, it's fun to rub, rub it in the face of some fans. And what we're talking about is Polestar's new end-of-the-year numbers came out for touring. And the gist of it is... Where's our favorite band? Our favorite band, Kiss, in Polestar's top 
10 worldwide hard rock metal tours of 2019. KISS lands at number three. Now this is worldwide, Mark. Worldwide. Worldwide, they landed at number three behind Bon Jovi and Metallica, ahead of Trans-Siberian Orchestra, Iron Maiden, Queen, Aerosmith, Tool, Ramstein, and Guns N' Roses. So worldwide last year, KISS lands number three. Here's the really exciting one. Polestar's top 20 North American hard rock metal tours of 2019. Can you do it again? Guess who's number one? There we go. Our boys Kiss. Forget the haters, we won. Kiss is the number one North American hard rock metal tour of 2019. On top of Trans-Siberian Orchestra, Metallica, Queen, Maiden, Aerosmith, Tool, Guns N' Roses, Def Leppard, uh, the Who, Skinner, Journey. It's just a plethora of who's who on there. And Kiss is number one. Uh, $81.6 million. And number two, Trans-Siberian Orchestra, 65.7. So Kiss had a nice, comfortable lead at number one. So, yeah, you know, all that talk about this tour bombing, failing, need ace back to sell tickets nobody's gonna go sucks to be a hater doesn't it pretty much so there pretty you much. go people pretty much so all of you uh out in listener land please share that with everyone so anytime anyone gives you crap about what michael was just saying failure da 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 there you go yeah nothing they they, they can't give you anything to dispute that because that's Hard facts based on ticket sales mm -hmm. by a reputable industry trade journal. Exactly. It's just like going to find out if someone won a Grammy by going to the Grammys. <laughs> <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving. Um, so, <laughs> speaking of KISS tours, uh, it broke late yesterday and was confirmed today. And Lisa and I were discussing it Monday afternoon on the radio show. But this is, frick for me, speaking just for me, and Tommy and Mark said, this is freaking huge, massive, mm -hmm. amazing. So David Lee Roth is opening the KISS U.S. leg of the End of the Road Tour next year. David Lee Roth supporting Kiss. That finally they got it right. Oh, dude, I, I you know, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm sort of speechless with it because it is such a freaking cool lineup. I mean, first of all, I would have never thought of it. I didn't think, you know, remember when we were doing the show of who we like? David Lee Roth never came to mind. And I don't know why. Maybe because I just never thought it would even happen. Well, and when we had, let's face it, but in all fairness, when we were talking about all that stuff, we just still didn't know exactly what was happening with Van Halen. True. He wasn't playing any solo shows, so you would that to me, that's no different than saying, "Oh, it'd be great if Robin Zander opened up." Well, he's in Cheap Trick, you know. So yeah, this is out of the blue. I, you know. I mean, this, yeah. this, this is to me, this is bigger than. Alice Cooper opening. This is bigger than Cheap Trick opening. I can't recall a 
the last time there was a KISS tour where the opening act had me so excited. May, maybe Hot in the Shade when they had people like Slaughter and Faster Pussycat and Winger and Little yep. Caesar, a variety of really good bands, in my opinion, that were opening for them. But, God, since they put the makeup back on, there, there's definitely hasn't been a tour where I was just like, holy oh, crap. I, again, I got to stop you, our guest, and I said it on his sh on the show. When I saw ZO2, I wanted to see them, because I went to like... Yeah, Joey. Well, and, and it, yeah. it, it's nothing. Because I saw them, it was one of those things, I like, I went just to see them, didn't know anything about them, they hooked me, and then I made sure I was on time and in my seat for the rest of the tour when I went. Um because they did blow me away. They were really that good. And, and and again, it's never too late. We talk about, you know, going and discovering music now. ZO2, unfortunately, missed the mark. But the tunes are, you know, they live on, man. Go go get those CDs. Oh, yeah, you know, and, and, and what I'm saying, it takes nothing away from the support acts. Because somebody like ZO2, I wasn't familiar with them beforehand. So they weren't on my radar at all. But to Mark's point, once I saw them, it's like, yeah, they're really good. But this is like, all right, is there a known entity out there that you would dream of putting on a bill with Kiss? David Lee Roth is just like, oh, my freaking God. I mean, it's just. That's top five. That, that's, that's up there, baby. That, that, that I, is cool. I, I, had to, I had to kind of break it down for somebody today. And, and, I, and, and the guy, I, I know him. He's a friend of mine and everything. But I, I had to say it's like, oh, David Lee Roth can't sing. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, dude, I saw I saw Van Halen in the 80s, like 19. I saw the Women and Children first tour in 1980. Yeah. Everybody at school the next day. And this goes all the way through the classic, you know, until Sammy joined. I don't ever remember once anybody ever going, boy, that show was so great. Dave sang so well. Yeah. If if you're paying attention to the vocal histronics or or whatever, you're not you're not there for the right reason. Because he's a song go, and dance man. I was gonna say when you go see Van Halen, it's no different when you go see David Lee Roth. You're there because he's the world's greatest frontman. And that's exactly it. Frontman is different than lead singer in this case. Yes, Dave is the lead singer of the band, but Dave is a front man. I mean, good God, go back to any of those classic Van Halen videos, live shots, live videos you can find. He was he was the master of that stage. He controlled the stage, the audience, you know the best, everything. The yeah. best example of that is when he'd tell his little stories in the, in the middle of the guitar breaks and stuff. Mm -hmm. That thing he did on the last tour with Van Halen. By the way, that that dogs fucking incredible. Yeah. What's that? With the when he's telling the story about the dogs. Um, I, the one I, the one that stuck out to me was uh, during um, Dance the Night Away, and mm -hmm. he broke down, you know, about back in the day you know what you were doing with your buds and picking up chicks and you know and and you and you needed you, you didn't want a disco dance but you know this van halen song made you dance you know what i mean and it was it was i'm t if 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 you're not a, a fan of 
just the whole zen of David Lee Roth, go read his book, man, because he's one interesting cat. I mm-hmm. He's yeah. somebody that I just absolutely adore. That guy is just the shit. And I'll tell you what, and I've said it a million times, and I, I know I've talked privately to Tommy about it. His solo stuff, all the way till now, is fantastic. I think his solo material really didn't get the push that it deserved because every one of his solo records, especially I love the that Diamond Dave thing that came out whatever fifteen years ago, whatever. Yeah. That is so fucking good. Well, um, John Five has got a completed album with him too that I'm dying to hear. You know, yeah. Well, the, I tell you, if you've never heard the DLR record, that's uh, really good. Oh my! It's I I say I, I call the DLR record the the greatest unreleased Van Halen album because if you didn't know any better, if someone told you that this is Van Halen, you'd believe it's Van Halen because John Five plays his ass off on that, and it really is captures the spirit of like women and children first era, right? You know, Which Van John Halen. would love to hear. You know, the only thing that worries me is one thing. I hope he gets it. I hope he understands who he's playing for and he doesn't come out and do Calypso or something weird. I just want him to do. I, I, no. I, I, I hear you, but I, I kind of yeah. think this is going to be, you know, this well, is what he was talking. Well, this is what he was talking about for his Vegas residency. He's just coming back and he's doing classic Van Halen and he's doing classic solo stuff. So, yeah, uh, you know. What 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 I'm hoping for, for first of all, for for the critics out there, yeah, I realize this isn't David Lee Roth of 1980 81 anymore. I'm I'm not right. you know, it's not Kiss of 1980 81 either. There, what it is is who David Lee Roth is, as we just talked about. I mean, the guy is a true legend. I I you know, I've always said that. David Lee Roth is the best frontman of any band I've ever seen. Better than Paul Stanley and Kiss. Now, Paul Stanley in his prime was a much better frontman and lead singer combination. But David mm-hmm. Lee Roth was just, you know, he was, he was the Hold director. Up. He just controlled everything. And if you've never experienced him in concert you don't understand what we're talking about but if you have you know exactly what we mean when 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 david lee roth is front and center on that stage it he's in charge of everything well somebody said to me they're like oh the production i'm like dave does dave is the production exactly he 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 doesn't all he needs is a stage he doesn't need lights or yep or fire bombs dave's gonna come out with his sword and his little spinning sticks and Dave is going to entertain you like you've never been entertained before. He's going to talk to you like you've never been talked to he's before. Gonna, he's going to just—he's going to be just saying some funny stuff. He's going to be saying just—just just making you feel great when you're there. I'm—I'm I'm just telling—he is the ultimate MC. There's no one yep. better than Dave. Exactly. No now, now I'm hoping he gets a decent set. Meaning, I hope it's not like 30 minutes. 45 no, minutes. Like an hour. I'm hoping he gets at least one hour. Look, I, 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 how do I put this? I know that one of the reasons that he's on this tour is just what we were just talking about. 
he, you don't have to worry about him coming out and playing the country version of Jump. That ain't happening. Good. He's coming out to play Van Halen songs the way that you know the Van Halen's. I, I know this. That's- so that's exactly why he's there. And that's exactly... I tell you what, Kiss is going back to the same thing they did their entire career. This isn't anything new. In their prime, they brought us ACDC. Yep, the best and, bands. And the best of the best. And they're bringing David Lee Roth on for this. And let's face it, too. They, they're not stupid. The KISS organization, there are a lot of things. One of the things they're not is stupid. They know that most of us already paid and saw the tour the, the first time. They understand it's the second leg. And guess what? They're giving us a little more bang for our buck. Oh, I'm because, thrilled. I can't tell you how I, happy I know, I'm with this. But that's the whole thing. They're not bringing out Dave to sing Calypso music or do. No, Dave is coming out and Dave's bringing the big guns and Dave is bringing the hits. And you and I haven't heard any of the ads yet, but I guarantee when they do, you're going to hear, you know, running with the devil and you really got me. And, and jump and all, and all, yeah, all the classic in the ad. And, and also David Lee Roth, and you're going to hear, da, 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 da. you know, that's what that's that's the way the ad is going to air because the minute you start hearing those tunes, it was the same thing I was doing today when I, I, I during work, I, I thought to myself, what a great night that's going to be. Classic Van Halen and yeah. then the hottest band in the world. This bill could not make me any happier. I and now so like again, I'm gonna see one of the first shows of the tour because I'm I'm going to Buffalo uh for <laughs> February. Thank you. But I'm, you know, I can't wait. And and it was funny because I was sitting on the fence about going. Now now, no so way. So glad I pulled that fucking trigger. So glad. And, 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 you know, I mean, I, I've been talking to a few people online and they're like, you know, hopefully this is going to be big. This will work. I'm like, there's no hoping. This is already big. In 24 hours, this is this has taken the spotlight away from the stadium tour, which now pe- people are like, yeah, OK, stadium tour. OK, whatever. David Lee Roth is opening for Kiss, people. That. I, I've heard from so many people who are like, I'm not a Van Halen fan, but this really kind of excites me. You know, I yeah, yeah I mean, pe- people are commenting everywhere online about this. It was like a total surprise to everybody. Nobody yeah. saw this coming. And, and the, knock the wind out of the stadium tour. Sales. Oh, this big time. I mean... No disrespect to all the bands on the stadium tour, but let's be honest, you know, if you don't see Def Lep- if you don't see Def Leppard and and Poison on the stadium tour, you'll probably see them the following summer on their own shed tours. When's the last time David Lee Roth has solo or even with Van Halen toured arenas? It's been years. 2012, I think, yeah. was the last yeah. Van Halen yeah. tour. So th- this is this is this is a big thing because David Lee Roth isn't playing some little club. David Lee Roth is playing a freaking arena where he belongs, where he is king. I mean, I I still remember I went to the the two David Lee Roth solo shows at the Met Center for his first solo mm-hmm. album. I was um, there. Which, which, by the way, Cinderella, an unknown band, was the opener <sighs> and was fabulous. But seeing David Lee Roth in an arena like that, yeah, there was a lot of lights, but it was just 
incredible. It was freaking incredible. And I can't, I can't wait to see what he does on a KISS tour. Hopefully he'll get some lights. Hopefully he'll get a little stage, you know, space on the stage so he's not just crammed in front of everything. Uh, this is huge, people. I mean, this is really a big deal. This has got everybody in rock talking about the KISS tour now, which for no other reason, that's why they needed to do something like this. If, if they would have put, and again, no disrespect, if they came out and said, hey, Cheap Trick's going to open, I don't think you'd have this level of buzz and excitement. I'd love it. Yeah, we yeah, all me too, love but it. nothing like this. But nothing, absolutely nothing like this. I mean, I, it's just, it's, it's, it's a dream bill. It really is. You got Van Halen basically opening for Kiss. I, I, if you, I remember seeing. Uh, did you see the Sam and Dave tour? Mm-mm. I, that what, what you just said, Michael, reminded me of what I said to my buddy when I I got back home from that show. He just said, you know, because it was it was it was a little joke because he's a big Sammy fan and you knew I was, you know. And I said to him, I said, because this is a true story, honest to God, I closed my eyes at that show in Roth's band made me think I was seeing Van Halen. They were that spot on. And I'm guessing that that's the same type of band Dave's going to have for this tour. Again, I know one of the reasons he was brought on was to bring the VH magic to this tour. And we're going to get it in spades. And I cannot wait. Now, I, I tell you, too, and, and Dave uh, even alluded to it on on uh, line today. You know, he, he there was an aborted VH summer tour last year. Um, they wanted to do stadiums. They wanted to go out on top. Now, you know, here's where things get a little murky. You know, obviously everyone knows, at least if you're, you know, uh, a big music geek, that, you know, Eddie's having some some health problems. And Dave just kind of threw up his hands. And what did he say? He goes, you know, I, I inherited the, the band. And, you know, if Eddie wants to say whatever Eddie wants to say, he's, it's his story to tell, I think, was verbatim what Dave had said. And Dave, that's when Dave really got serious about putting together the L.A. residency or the the, the Vegas residency. And, well, uh, that's a very telling statement, too. Yeah, what did he say? He said, I inherited the band de facto. Right. Is what, is what I think and, David said. In other words, that Van Halen was just going, go do what you got to do, because we're not we're not doing anything, anything anytime soon. And I do think Dave, like a lot of entertainers, is watching the clock tick. Yeah. Going, this is what I do. And, and the KISS tour offers him his best, like you said, Michael offers the best chance for him to get in front of that sold-out stadium stadium, and big arena, not club, because that's where Dave flourishes. This, yeah, this, that this residence is, this is in almost Vegas like, is going to be good. This is almost like Dave's opportunity to go out on top as well. Yes. I mean, you know, he could, he could end his career touring sold-out arenas and stadiums around the world, because... I'm sure if this opening slot goes well, uh, Kiss is going to keep him on for as long as they can 
contractually keep him on around his, his Vegas residency and stuff like that. Um, I am I'm curious to see who his band is going to be. You know, it. I, I think I did. I, I don't know if it was you guys or somebody I was joking with. I'm like, man, it would be. Wouldn't it be great if he brought Michael Anthony in to play bass? Oh, that won't happen. No, I know. I'm. But could you imagine like Michael Anthony on bass, John Five on guitar? I don't know. Uh, drummers, you know, Mark Chicchini could be the drummer. Yes, yeah, that I that that I could dream uh, about. But well, I mean that that would just take that would be like the absolute icing on the cake or you know i've seen people speculating oh man wouldn't it be great if it was his solo album band a reunion with his solo yeah, album Greg band Bissonette on drums and you know and and, and and they tried to do a reunion a few years ago down great. in la at i think at nam and it fell apart at the last minute i think it was because david had some other stuff he was committed to but the rest of the band was into doing it I mean, wouldn't that be the kicker to this whole thing? Yeah. If, if you know, two weeks from now, David announces, oh, and my band, it's my solo album band. I, I don't think he has to. He's just going to get, you know, three hired guns behind him. Here's some, here's some Van Halen songs to learn, and let's go do this. And I think it's going to be fantastic, you know, regardless of, of Dave's the show, man. Dave is the show. You, you know, vocal ability or not doesn't matter. You will leave a David Lee Roth show just like, holy crap, what was that guy doing on stage? And I tell you what, if you're a bit of a Van Halen geek, and I know you three have heard enough bootlegs, this, the same shtick every city. I forgot the fucking words and all this other stuff. But look, 99.9% .9 of the people who saw those shows... That was the first time they saw the shtick, and it worked like a charm every single time. Yep. Da David Lee Roth has just got a, a charm. He's just one of those almost evangelical kind of people that the bigger the crowd, the better he is. And, uh, and God, I, God, I cannot get the smile off my face. I'm I know. So this is so freaking exciting. You know, and, you know, and, you know a little... Side benefit of all this is Dave could be giving Kiss a kick in the ass to up their game as well. I mean, come on. You know, in the the first part of this tour, it was Kiss competing against the painter. You know, that, 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 that wasn't even a fair match. Now it's Kiss against David Lee Roth. And we all know David Lee Roth can really up his game if he wants mm -hmm. to. And him upping his game is only going to make Gene and Paul up their game even more. I, I don't know if you if, if you saw the last tour, well, uh, the last Van Halen tour. Dave hadn't. I mean, I'm talking physically. I mean, that guy's still built like a you know a Greek god, and he's still spinning his things and and you know just in great shape. And and he's just one of those guys that he's just going to come out and bring it every night. And I, again, in that catalog of songs, give me a break. It's, Please. Between all it's, of his solo material and all of his Van Halen material, it will be hard to pick enough, pick songs just for a 60 minutes. It's going to be hit set. after hit after hit. Yeah. Although I wish he wouldn't do Jump. 
you know, and a couple of those that are just so worn well, you know, out. Hold on, but, but Tommy, what do you think the crowd's going to do the minute that keyboard intro comes oh, out? Oh, they're going to go crazy. He's going to do it. I know, I know, I know, I know. And, 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 and you know, after that first show and the word gets out, people are going to be like, you got to go fucking see this tour. David mm-hmm. Lee Roth is is on. He's happening. He's playing every single tune you could imagine you wanted from Van Halen, all of the hits. You know, that's what Kiss wants out of this is, is okay, listen, last this year when the tour started, it was the whole what is the end of the road and how amazing Kiss is. They've got a year under their belt. Now they're coming back through the U.S. again. they got to give you something new to talk about. Right. Because the show isn't changing. You put David Lee Roth on there, it's got everybody talking. Everybody is talking about this tour. Yes. And you wait. To, I can't wait to see the interview. You know Dave's going to sell the shit out of this oh, thing. Oh, God, too. yes. I cannot wait for that presser, man. Again, I'm just somebody who's just enamored with just who he is. I mean, his his. I listen to his 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 podcast. It's fascinating to me. Isn't Tom? You you get it? Yeah, just listening to that guy talk. Because the thing that I think I realized way after the fact is that. David Lee Roth in the 70s and 80s was not David Lee Roth. It was a character that he was playing. He's so much more than just Diamond Dave. And you start to see more of that now when you're following him at this point. I'm not saying he wasn't being authentic, but he was literally getting up and playing a character the same way that the guys in Kiss are. They're playing a character. Tommy, and it really relates to Kiss. One of the things that David Lee Roth talks about in the Van Halen history scheme is this. The other three musicians, as great as they are, they David basically made the tour merchandise, designed all those crazy things that, you know what I mean? The, I don't know if, you, if you're familiar with their old tour books. Those are incredible. Um, so much thought was put in every weird. bit of promotion. They're weird too, though, because I remember paging through, going, "What in the hell?" And now I get it. Yeah. Uh, again, and, and and if you think about those Eat 'Em and Smile videos, you know just how groundbreaking oh, God, those, those were. were little funny fabulous. Stories. That was all Dave. That was all Dave's. You know. Yeah. Just a brilliant, creative guy and 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 that's kind of where i was getting about if if you haven't picked up you know uh a little ain't enough and 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 all that stuff you know because sensible shoes should have been huge that is a great song there's a bunch of them you know know, that's just it that's your one of your homework things this week is go out and listen to some some david lee ross solo stuff and get it and van halen too and get excited about what we're talking about because it's amazing well, yeah, I mean, home, homework is obviously, does does David Lee Roth getting added to the end of the road tour excite you? Does that, you know, does that push you over? I've actually seen KISS fans who are like, I wasn't going to go to this KISS tour, but I've now I might actually do it because David, and you know what? Gene and Paul don't give a crap if you finally bought the ticket because of David Lee Roth. You bought the ticket. You know, as we always say, at the end of the day, it's about your wallet. 
and you just voted to support this tour by buying the ticket. You might leave yeah. after David Lee Roth. Fine. You still bought the ticket. <laughs> Somebody well, got I, your money. One thing, one thing that you know you touched on briefly, Michael, and it has me thinking of another classic rock band, which I'll get to in a little bit too. Because when uh, I was at the A show, we had a lot of Aerosmith talk, and we'll get into that. Thank you. But um, you know, we Americans and most a good chunk of our audiences, and and look, we see the ratings and stuff. Field. Thank you to all our, you know. Out of not non-American fans, there's lots and lots of them. But and you know that's another. You want to talk about homework? If you're not if you're not from North America in general, so our Canadian friends and us, Van Halen didn't have the pull like Kiss did. I mean, they weren't a huge band in Europe. No. Same thing with Aerosmith. Not a huge yeah. band in Europe. Um. So maybe that's why Dave. As of right now, I think Dave is only scheduled to do the North American dates. I don't see Dave going. Don't get me wrong. Was Van? Did they sell records? Yeah, no. but they weren't. You can't equate the American radio love for Van Halen all over the world because it wasn't like that. Um, you know, they they don't get me wrong. They were very big, but they weren't as iconic as they are on these shores, not overseas. Um, because I think just because they didn't tour there much, you know, same thing with Aerosmith. They just didn't well, tour there you much. know, to, to, to the homework question of does David Lee Roth excite you about this tour? If you are what Mark was asking outside of North America, does he, or doesn't he excite you? And why wouldn't he excite you? If you're from Europe or from Germany or wherever, Asia, and it doesn't excite you, Why? Let us know why this doesn't excite you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's reasonable. I, I, you know, I'm just, I'm like Mark. I'm just like, oh, my God, this is just, I am more excited about this KISS tour now than I've been about any KISS tour in many years. Like great, I said, they got great, it right. Great, great, completely new stage. Blows people's minds away. And David Lee Roth opening, it's like, you know, if this was a tour in the 80s, our heads would have exploded back then. Mm -hmm. The problem was yeah. back in the 80s, David Lee Roth probably for a period of time would have been the headliner over Kiss. Right. And, and I also think it's great that it's not Ted Nugent or Cheap Trick or some of those others, not against them at all, because you know I love Cheap Trick, but like Ted's been with them before. So that's kind of like, a, eh. whereas Roth, that's just like we were saying earlier, completely unexpected, completely out of the blue, and one we would have never, ever. Yeah, totally thought. fresh. Yeah. I mean, whoever came up with this idea, yeah. kudos. Brilliant, brilliant move to make this happen. And you know what? Yeah. The stadium tour... No disrespect to Joan Jett, but you should have put David Lee Roth on that stadium tour. Right. But I don't think I, I don't think, I'm just guessing, but I bet David Lee Roth wouldn't have opened that tour. No. He would have been opening for three bands that grew up being influenced by David Lee Roth and Van Halen. Right. And let, let's be honest, 
Kiss didn't grow up being influenced by Van Halen. No. Kiss predates Van Halen. I'm sure there's some of that in the thought process, you know? Well, if you know the Van Halen story, you know, uh, Dave wasn't Gene's biggest fan, or vice versa. Right. Dave didn't like Gene at all. If you guys remember the story at the Anaheim show, Dave didn't get a ticket, and the rest of the band did. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, basically what you got there is two incredibly huge egos in David Lee Roth and Gene Simmons, and there's not enough room in any building for both of them, at least back then. Both be in L.A., Actually, well, I, I think that's another reason why I think Dave's going to turn it on even harder because oh, yeah. he's he's just an old school, you know, entertainment song. And like you said, he's a song and dance guy and, and he's going to go watch this shit, gentlemen. I mean, that's what he's going to do every single night. And I'm excited just because I know that because yep. the winners are the fans who get to see it. Yes, yes, exactly. And again, nothing against uh, was it Gerbaldi? Garibaldi. Garibaldi, nothing against the painter because that was really cool. It really, I mean, the guys ridiculously. Well, let, let, let's be clear though, we don't Roth. we don't know David Lee Roth is actually going to be singing. Maybe he's just painting. He's, maybe he's painting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would be really funny. Oh, would that piss everybody <laughs> off? <laughs> <laughs> that would be like a bazinga, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so yeah, this is this is super exciting news, and I cannot wait for the the first show with David Lee Roth, so we can get reviews and reports and videos and set lists. And um, I'll be there the first few days. Yeah, this is gonna be this <laughs> is gonna be fantastic. When is the first date? It's like February first or something, isn't it? Yeah, because I'm going to the Buffalo. Show. I think that's like the third or fourth night of the tour. So I'm. Uh, let me see. February first in Manchester, New Hampshire, at the SNHU Arena. When Buffalo's what the fifth? I believe so, and is it looks the like there is plenty of tickets available for that first show in Manchester, New Hampshire. I think there's plenty of tickets available for all of the shows on this next leg yeah which looks gets back, like gets back to why they needed to do something to shake yeah. up shake up the show and get people talking about this all over again right well and yeah because the buffalo show that mark is going to uh there's not a ton of tickets from what i can see mark why are you going to buffalo are you doing something like a hockey game with your friends no, I, I'm going just because it's a quick, you know, 40-minute flight. Um, well, here's what I'm doing. If, <laughs> I, the, the the hotel I'm staying at is adjacent to the arena. Yes. And there's an outdoor skating rink. So last time I was there, I brought my skates and I went skating. It was a lot of fun. So okay. I'm, I'm bringing my skates with me and I'm going by myself, although I'm going oh, to join you. Oh, if you. Oh, man, for yeah. sure. Yeah, because I'm well, yeah. kidding. Say so we'll talk after this, Tommy. I, yeah. I think I've got, I think I got two queens in my room. <laughs> <laughs> you will for sure. 
No, Mark, because you I, walked I right into down. that one. You just walked yeah. into that I one. Knew, I knew it as it was coming out of my mouth that I uh, didn't. Uh, <laughs> you were like, I can't pull but it no, back. But no, I, I, I think I have a room back. with two queen beds. And, yeah. uh, if you uh, if you want to come along, let me know. So. Absolutely. <laughs> I can just ima- I can picture the two of you skating hand in hand. And and just for you guys to listen, this is exactly what it's like when I'm spending time with him. All day is nothing but insult after insult after insult. And I'm in tears and I come home and I am just like worn out from laughing so hard. Yeah. But yeah, so anyways, I plan on uh, going skating, then uh, going to the gig, and then uh, going, back going to home the next queens. day. What's that? Going back to the hotel with a couple queens. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Well, the queens are already there. Buffalo's finest. <laughs> That's right. The queens are already there. They're in their room. So. Oh, God. God, the minute that was, as soon as that was coming out of my mouth, I'm like, oh, don't say that. Don't. I'm dope too late. <laughs> I, I knew I walked into the minefield there. So. Uh, <laughs> All right, so you guys got a good laugh at my experience, oh, which is good. 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 All right, it's, it's, so, uh, so, so there you go. Big news, everybody. Van Van Halen, David Lee Roth from Van Halen is opening for Kiss on the U.S. leg next year. We're, we are all, I think you can tell, beyond excited about this. Next year, it's a couple weeks. That's true. <laughs> That's true. By the way, that's something we got to talk about next a week from today is Christmas Eve. Well, yeah, we do have to kind of figure out Christmas Eve is a Tuesday and New Year's Eve is a Tuesday. No, I, I hear. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thinking we might be off for two weeks. Nice. Okay. We can play. You know what? If, we, if that's really the case, um, have you moved on our, our duo interview? If you know what I'm talking about, I we can't break it out here. Oh, 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 n- no, not yet. I need to talk to Rocky. Okay, because uh, he wants to make that happen. Let I me know. tell you, that's going to be one for the ages. So, yes, oh yeah, we're 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 working on a bunch of guests that will obviously be for the new year, um, and some of them, if they come through, are just going to be mind blowing guests. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so, so and, and, unless we come up with something as a, quote, bonus, we'll probably be off for two weeks, the last two weeks of the year. Just well, we can do part two of the Ace Fraley show. We still have that. Didn't we post that? No, you only posted part one. Perfect. Okay. And we're only off for so a week. So now we got to figure out one more week. I guess I gotta find where part two is. Do you have that? Did you send it to me? Uh, I know I sent it to you, but I'm sure I can find it again if you're. Okay. You know. Well, we'll we'll figure it out. But you know, hey, sorry guys, it's just the way the holidays fall this year. It falls on Tuesdays. We don't love you guys that much that we're gonna record on Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. No, I, we do Christmas Eve mass in the you know like a six o'clock. And then after that, it's nothing but food, glorious food. Um, but, you know, we need to take that time off to be with our families. Oh, hell yeah. Hell you yeah. Know? And we, we're hosting Christmas Day, so we've got 
a lot of prep work to do the day before. So yeah, we're for sure taking that. Well, off. And, and, li- and listen, if, if you've been following us online, I dropped a hint, but in January, we're going to have an amazing colonoscopy show coming your way. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, maybe that would be a really funny, um, when is it going to happen? Um, let's see. It's January. Where's my calendar? Because we can January, do a three. January twenty second. So just if you weren't following us online, you haters who I know you're still listening to us, all you haters, your dream has come true. I'm getting something shoved up my butt. I've got a colonoscopy well, yeah, like- scheduled for January twenty second. Maybe we could do a, a three sides thing where the winner gets to send something to get shoved up your butt. It can't be flammable. <laughs> a a <laughs> tool for the tool. Yeah, exactly. So, you know? so, so just, just what, what we're talking about is the day before Tuesday, the 21st, when we would normally record. If anybody knows how colonoscopies goes, the 24 hours before is actually the brutal part. That's when you're flushing your system completely clean. So I will... I'm going to take one for the team here, and I'll record a three sides with everybody sitting on the floor of the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It'd be like having Izzy on. I might not do video because you may not want to see, but you, you know, there you go. You get, we'll do it all for you. Wouldn't that be funny if they've if they've changed everything and they don't send you the liquid anymore and they just send you like go to Seven Eleven and get some pasta? <laughs> that's the that's the Izzy fifty cent colonoscopy. Yeah. <laughs> right now he's fucking going ow ow ow. No, right now he's going guys. That's not funny. I know that's comedy. Not that's not funny. Yeah. Your timing is off. It's not funny. <laughs> is this like the character in um, Hello or Good Morning Vietnam that thinks he's funny when he's talking to Robin Williams? I, I know humor. That's that's Izzy. He's just so misguided. <laughs> oh, we love Izzy. Yeah, I know. We love we him. Like, uh, I've done some summer stock. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, uh, all right, all right. So let's let's move on from David, David Lee Roth, and Mark. Let's talk about your Ace Fraley weekend. Was awesome. Was awesome. First and foremost, right out of the freaking gate, Pat and Philly. Thank you, thank you, thank you. While I'm thanking Ryan and Philip, Jeremy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What a incredible group of people. Um, you guys were so welcoming and great to see you and just all around great people. And it was really, a matter of fact, Ryan sent me a, a text yesterday. It was yesterday. Yeah. Thank you. No, but it was just, you know, just saying how much fun he had, you know, hanging out and all that stuff and was uh, said some complimentary things about Liz and how funny she was. And it was just, God, it was one of those things, you know, when it's, you didn't want it to end. And we were there all day. You know what I mean? It was just so much fun. We, we got to watch sound check and, um, it was just great, man. I mean, it was just, 
and Ace played great. And uh, well, let me start from the beginning. So Liz and I get there. I, I got a text. Um, originally, um, what they're the the day before they were in Chicago the day before. Um, the original plan was to bring the band over to my house, but I live like forty minutes past the venue, and they just didn't have the time. So, um, and everybody, you know, uh, the guys in the band all said to a, to a man. Oh, and by the way, I forgot to say, Matt. Thank you, Matt Starr. He was what a great, great guy, great drummer. Um, but you know, all four guys said to me, like, oh, we're so looking forward to you know coming over and seeing all your stuff and. I'm like, hey, well, you know, we'll, it's not like it's the last time you're going to be in Detroit. You know, we'll, we'll get you next time. But just the way their schedule was, Loden was at noon and Soundcheck was at three. Obviously, like I said, I live I live a good 40 minutes from that venue. And that's like without any traffic or so it just, you know, it was a logistical kind of a nightmare to, to, to do that, to do that. So anyways, um, we got there, um, talked, uh, uh, sat with Pat and then one of my. You know, one of the people that uh, I've always admired, and I've, I've met him a few times. Matter of fact, when Tommy and I were out in L.A., I talked to him for a little bit. Um, got to talk to Night Bob. And if you don't know who Night Bob is, yeah, a great guy. If you don't know who Night, Night Bob is, one of the most legendary sound men in the business. Bringing you the decibels since the 1970s. Here's how important that he was. <laughs> he told me this story, so I made in you know, he knows I'm on three sides and everything. And <laughs> he didn't say, don't say anything. Um, and and, and it, put it this way, this story is in the Aerosmith book, so I'm not ruining anything. But here's how important he was to Aerosmith. Not only once, but twice, he punched Steven Tyler in the face when they were out on tour and kept his job. That's how... How good he is. Yes. Yeah. I don't, I don't think many road guys get to punch their boss in the face and keep their job. So, so, you know, and, and, and he's just, he was just really free with the stories. Uh, told me some great kiss stories, some, um, you know, some great uh, Aerosmith stories, some great Ted Nugent stories, just he's, Oh, New York dolls. I mean, this guy, night bomb, night Bob has seen so many incredible acts, so many bands that I idolize and just sitting to talk to him. And the best part is he's just so nonchalant and so free. And he was just one of those guys too. He's just like, just ask me whatever you want. I'll tell. You. I don't have nothing to hide. Fuck him. Yeah. You know, whatever. I, this is what I did. Well, New York Dolls were the ones who gave him his name, because there was a, a guy in the engineering um, at the studio named Day Bob. They called him Day Bob because it's two Bobs and then Night Bob. So that's kind of where his career started. And I highly recommend any of you listening to this when you go to an Ace show, if you see him around, go talk to him, introduce yourself. Tell him hello, you know, and that you're a three-side supporter and stuff. Uh, he's, to Mark's point, he's just, he's incredibly nice. And he has the stories. He The guy is a legend. Is he touring with he anybody besides Um, I don't know right now if he is. What's Sometimes that? he does one-off gigs, I know, because I've he, seen is, him. Is he touring with anyone else besides Ace that you know of? I, you know, I didn't ask. I didn't ask. But he was very complimentary towards you, Tommy. He, as soon as I said some three, oh, you're you do that show with Tommy Summers, and I said, yeah, we, we get along really well. He's and I got to know him through Brent. He's just he's he's well, like what you're just saying. That's the interesting thing about the Ace Fraley deal. For me, I look forward to seeing 
night, Bob, spending time with him and Pat and, you know, and Jeremy and Phil, and, you know, and Ryan, they're, they're all, and I don't know Matt, Matt's the one person I haven't met yet. Just, they're all so nice. They are just like us. And he's really got himself surrounded with quality people. You know, they're just, yeah, Night, Night Bob is so, so cool. You got to go, go talk to him. It was funny, though, too, because we were talking because I'm a huge fan of Joe Perry and I was really love the Joe Perry project. And when they got off stage, he started doing this. Go, go cut some blow, get them, you know, just he's like, well, that's what it was like with Joe Perry around, you know, I'm just stupid because he saw me there. And, you know, and I was fanboying out earlier in the night, just asking him all these, you know, these Aerosmith questions and everything. And he's like, see, that was a typical night with Aerosmith. That's what I'd be doing right now. Having to go, you know. Who's got some coke and blah blah blah? You're just just you're just being funny, you know what I mean? Just uh, what a what a great guy. So, anyways, uh, we got to watch Soundcheck, and um, they did uh, Hard Time, and then they did which were both in the set, and they did She, and Rocco, the uh, the one road guy that's you know with Pat, he 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 plays guitar real well. He he did uh, the Ace portion because Ace didn't come to the. Um, to the sound check, you know, uh, the band did the sound check. It was it was great because it was just Philly, Liz, and I, <laughs> and Night Bob running sound. So we we're in there. It was just the four of us, you know. Got to watch them play, and you know that was thank you. <laughs> Tommy's right on top of things. So he that loves was, his that bell. Was really, so that was really cool. And uh, I invited everybody out to. I was going to take everybody out to dinner, and they were just whipped from. Keep in mind, that was another thing. They lost an hour because they started in Chicago that day. Detroit's an hour ahead of them. So, but they were like, man, we just got to go back. So Liz and I um, went out to dinner, a really nice place, came back. And when we got back, I've been going to the Token Lounge, how my bands played there a bunch of times too. Um, it's a decent sized little club, but I'd never seen that place that packed ever ever so originally i said to liz i said you know when we get there because you know ace went on at 10 and we didn't get back there till like 9 30 because we'd been gone all day so you didn't see john's band like it no i didn't i didn't see anything we we came back at 9 30 i also had some keep in mind we left before two o'clock so oh no I, i'm i get, i get it i was just curious yeah, yeah. Well, also, um, when I got back, John's band was off because uh, uh, Enough is Enough played too. Oh, they did too. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. And, and you know, it's funny because I was, and I really missed the boat here. I will admit that I didn't give them their due when I should have. They're really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. Really they are great. That's I mean, great like band. Listen, well, if, you, I, if you love the Tommy Beatles and Cheap Trick, you will love Enough Enough. Yeah, I totally, I totally miss, I so wish, because there's a couple bands, and they're one of them, uh, like Jellyfish, I didn't pick up on right away. It wasn't until a couple years after they were already not around. Before they were around What's that? They weren't around very long. Well, that's what I mean. I, and that goes back to what we talk about all the time. You know, there's always so much new music to hear. But, you know, I tell you what, Enough's Enough's really fucking good. Like you just said, yeah. guys, if you if you like Cheap Trick and the Beatles and stuff, holy shit, man. They do that. They do that stuff well. You know, you know, you know Enough's Enough had the same problem Kiss had with the Asylum album. 
people judged Enough's Enough by their glam image when that first album came out. Because it was, if you guys remember, it was over-the-top, vibrant glam colors. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ignore that. Listen to the music. Listen to that debut Enough's Enough album. Fantastic album. Fantastic. Yeah. It, if you love power pop type of music, these guys nail it. And Chips Enough is just, you know, he's one of these guys that I put in the league of cheap trick in that he lives to just play. He just lives to play on stage. Cheap trick, um, Chips Enough has never given up. You know, and, and for all of the all of the labels getting dropped and all the heartache that Enough's Enough has dealt with because they've had a couple members who have died. You know, they never stopped. They never gave up. They just love playing. And Chip, I don't know if you got a chance to talk to Chip, but he's a super nice oh, guy. Oh, yeah, he was backstage. I, I super saw him. Super nice guy. I've, I've met him before. They're like the Smithereens, same kind of path, oh, also big. from the Midwest. Another great band. But but anyways, um, when we came back on, they were on. And you could not have fit two more people in that club with a fucking shoehorn and, you know, five gallons of grease. It I'd never seen that club that fucking packed. So what I said the list. Are you usually going to where you need five gallons of grease and a shoehorn? Thank you. So He usually now, leaves the five gallons of grease up in his bedroom with the two queens. There you go. There you go. I, you know what? I'm like, I know, I know one of you two knuckleheads is going to parlay that into that. That 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 so, Izzy that might replace the pasta. Just telling nah, you, Izzy. Not a pasta. When you're serving, you serving us, uh, you know, fastballs right over the plate, uh, what do we do? I, look, you, know? you you got to swing. That's uh, <laughs> but um bum. See, there's a little. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's his motto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate you both. So, anyways. They're, they're, <laughs> There was no more room to fit any more people in the venue. No, so I literally grabbed Liz and I'm, I'm like, fuck this. We make our way to the backstage area, which is not easy. So I'm, and as I'm walking in, God bless them all. Tons of three side love. Tons of three side When you're walking backstage or walking into the venue? Walking into the venue, going oh, yeah. to the backstage. We cut through the crowd, but we literally walked along the wall because you couldn't get through. Yeah. But as I'm walking through with Liz, again, thank you. Everybody was so, again, and I, I took a couple pictures with people and just talked some three sides. And, you know, and I also wanted to pay attention to Enough's Enough because they're really good. And so by the time we do make our way backstage, and the reason I did that, and this is going to go to another past guest who I actually had a long, uh, long I am with today, Tommy, John Watkins, sat and talked to, to him for quite a while this morning. John Five. Um, we but, still have, to have Philip on the show too. We still have to get Philip on. Yes, yes. So, anyways, um, ever since I read that book, Killer Show. No, ah, uh, uh, for me, getting. I'm, I'm going to be near a way out. Yeah, you're gonna, you're a, hanging like, near the exits. You know where the exits are. Yep, yep. So when we walked in there, I'm like, I, I don't know if I said this earlier in the in the conversation. I, originally, Liz and I were going to sit at the back, 
And the reason was twofold. One, it was going to be less crowded, but it wasn't. And two, I could be next to the exit. And and if in, unless you've read Killer Show, I, that that book has now spooked me for the rest of my life. I'm not. I mean, every everything from going out to dinner now, I have to sit facing an exit, and I can almost count my paces. It's it's changed me. It's changed me. But by the way, we have to get John back on and, and talk about all that stuff. So well, oh, yeah. yeah. We go. Yeah. But anyways, um, ever since I read that book, I'm like, well, I'm not sitting in the middle of this crowd. No way. Especially not with my wife. So we go back in Philly. God bless him. I'm like, God, there's no, he goes, I know it's packed out there. Philly goes and gets two fucking stools for Liz and I to sit on the stage. Thank you. So Philly, God bless you. And, and it was cool because, um, we're sitting where we were and then uh, Ace's daughter, Monique, stood right next. Matter of fact, I offered my chair to her because she didn't have a place to sit. She's like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. So her and her friend were next to the monitor guy. And then uh, Jason Hartless, who's Ted Nugent's drummer, um, was there. His, him and his father are uh, good friends of, the, of Ace's family. And I, I got to know them, you know, just seeing them at all the Detroit rock shows and and, and stuff. Plus, plus Jason's good friends with Eric. So we, we have a mutual friend. So, um, and anyway, so I, so Jason was in there, uh, Monique and her friend, and then Liz and I all sat next to the monitor mix and it, and it was just really cool. We watched the entire show. Ace played great. Um, you know, the, the band played great and it was cool because I was where I was sitting. I got to watch Matt play all night and he's just a, a fantastic drummer. And, uh, you know, and it's funny, too, because just as a drummer, you know, um, it, once or twice a year, I, I, I do my, my KISS gig, which is coming up in April um, with, uh, you know, every year. Matter of fact, I think it's going to be the ninth annual one. So if you're in the Detroit area on April 4th, come on by. We do our big uh, our big KISS gig. And it always it's funny, too, because speaking of that, Tommy, that whenever we play the club we play at when we do that, it's like scary packed. Yeah, right behind my where I sit for the drums, <laughs> the fucking exit door. Right <laughs> right. Mark, so Mark, 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 Mark can just fall back. <laughs> so I, it, again, this is like in my head all the time. Again, if you get a chance to read Killer Show, I highly recommend. You, you, you know, yeah, a, a little side from that, but but related to it. I remember decades ago reading some interview with an air airline pilot. And they were like, what is one thing everybody should do when you get on an airplane? And he's like, when you sit down, count how many rows ahead of you or behind you is the exit. He goes, because in the event of a crash, it's probably going to be filled with so much smoke, you're not going to be able to see it. And you're going to be crawling on the floor. And what you want to be able to do is crawl on the floor and go row one, row two, row three, row four. This is the exit row. And you just know. I do that religiously every time I fly now. I'm like, I count the seat backs. It's like, okay, I'm too. five rows back from, from the wing exit. 
which is so smart to share because so many of our listeners go to concerts and that sort of thing. These are this is great advice that they're giving you is, is know your surroundings, know where your exits are because you know the band doesn't have to be using pyro for something to go wrong. Look at how many times on the news you turn it on and there's a fire somewhere, and they're like, "Why? Well, we have no idea how it started." And it, you know, so just better safe than sorry. Well, you know, really anything, violence, whatever. I just want to make sure that my fat ass and whoever well, yeah, with too. that I can get out of there as fast as possible. Yep. And that's unfortunately the world we live in today. But that's that's just the way I do things, man. And uh, smart. Anyways, so um, we got to sit on the stage, um, watch Ace, and let me tell you, those guys, the band, bring out the best in him. Ace played really, yeah. really well. My only thing, though, is his smoker um, went off right when he started. Um, Shock me! So he played most of Shock Me with the guitar smoking. So you know the the solo thing kind of was a little anticlimactic. Um, but you know, Ace made the best of it. I will tell you, and and I won't go to which side it is, but um, Ace did something very uncharacteristic so much so that we all talked about it after the show ace went on a little political i heard somebody mention that they were at the show and they're like sorry i about fucking fell over and and i don't want to go pro or con on it because we don't yeah yeah we don't want to get into a political discussion but yeah their 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 comment was like that really surprised us and a lot of people were like what's going on i i looked at my wife i'm like where'd this coming from especially ace you know what i mean so, anyways, he went on a little a little political tirade, which even had me gasping because that's just not something you expect Ace Freely to do. Right. So, so anyways, that was so. Those are the two things because I don't know if the frustration because that was right after the guitar solo thing. You know, is it right? It, so I don't know if he was just frustrated. Could be. I I don't know. So, anyways, the the solo thing was weird, and then he went on the little uh, tirade. Um, then afterwards, um, I, I brought my, my, um, subway or my bus. I own and part of my kiss collection, Tommy. I was waiting for you to announce that. What's that? I was waiting for you to announce what you own. Okay. It is the side of a bus. Those big cardboard, those big cardboard, um, ads um, on the side of a bus. Yeah. And they're like eight feet long. And this is one of the reasons I had a couple people recently going, you don't put your posters up on on some of the Facebook sites anymore. And that's one of the reasons I, I posted that thing a few years ago. And shortly after, oh, I picked up a poster. I'm like, they never made posters of that. You know what I mean? Right. It, it, and, I, you know, even my I remember sharing my. Uh, OK, well, wait, 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 what what point are you trying to make with that? Oh, uh, some of my some of my more rare posters. I don't post them online though because then the bootleggers come out. Oh, okay. So they steal the design, reproduce, yeah. and try yeah. and sell. And it. it's not Tell hard to do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, anyways, but I have an I have an advertising cardboard thing. It was funny because one guy is like, "Oh, look, it's got water damage." I'm like, "It's got water stains on the back because it was on a bus." It was on a bus in New York City. Yeah. And these were supposed to be thrown away once they were, you know. So anyways, um, 
so I had tell everybody what it is. Yeah, it's 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 an ad, and it was great because it was the anniversary of the show when they played um, Madison Square Garden, the December fourteenth, fifteenth, and sixteenth, the three night stand at Madison Square Garden. It was a subway cardboard ad um, for the for the Madison Square Garden dates, and I had I already had Peter and Gene sign it. And it's it's so cumbersome. Again, it's eight motherfucking feet long. So I mean, it's I'm not, assuming it doesn't roll up, does it? No, and it doesn't roll up. It's cardboard, and it's yeah. it's flimsy cardboard, and I don't want to break it, you know. So, anyways, I'm talking to Pat, and we're just talking, and you know, I I try not to bug him for getting stuff signed, and you know, we just got that really cool thing from Ewan, and and I'm like, you know, if I don't get this fucking thing signed today. I didn't even sign. think about it. I didn't even think about what happened was this is well, how did you get it there. Did you bring your truck or something? No, I brought it in my car and I, I, I wrapped it around the back seat and it went up, you know, <clears> it, it, gotcha. it, again, I had to be very careful to get it in there. But, and I did, but then I wrapped it in plastic and all this other stuff. So it wouldn't, you know, cause it was supposed to briefly snow and I didn't know what time. You know, when I was walking out of the club, is it going to miss snow or whatever? I just, I'm real, you know, worried about that sort of thing. So anyways, I'm talking to Pat and I'm like, can I get this signed? And I hate, I felt like such a fucking dick because they had, I'm telling you, I, like I said earlier, that place was packed to the fucking gills. I think half the people had fucking meet and greets with Ace, too. Oh, wow. That fucking line just went forever. And I said, that's how come I got home so late. I said to Liz, I'm like, you know, Pat, you know, made got it so I could get this thing signed. And I'm sure it's not going to help be a douche and cut in front of people. No. So all these people paid. Yep. So I waited to the very, very, very end. And I felt bad, too, because my, my buddy Bob, who you guys know, um, he asked me if he, I, I could get something signed for him. And I already knew that I was pushing my luck asking with my one thing, you know. So I said, give it to me and I'll see what I can do. And I, I remember I, 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 I waited till it was the line was over. And Ace just kept asking, is this the last one? Basically, he wanted to get out of there, you know. He just played a show. And the line was super long, and and Pat let me go back there, and and he signed the thing, and I'm like, can I get? And he just gave me the, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> so, so I so I put my buddy, and I felt bad because he's a good friend of mine, and I love him dearly, but I, I you know, I couldn't get but, it signed. But, but it's good that you brought this up because that's part of this whole deal that some folks don't understand is just because you go to a show like that. You're not standing around backstage and having them sign shit. You know, it, it doesn't really work that way because you you feel bad because you have people that are like, can you get something signed for me? It's like, well, no, I can't. No. You know, because I don't, you don't ask for that sort of thing. You know, it. it I, I don't know if I'm saying this the right way, but we're not trying to be dicks about it when we get in a position to go to something like this. It's just... Like Mark was saying, if he didn't bring that that particular thing, he would have never asked for any of that. You know. Yeah, I, I, it, well, here's what happened in earlier in the day. Somebody brought it up that it was whatever the you know 42nd anniversary or whatever of that show, and I'm like, you know, I got a I got a subway you know or excuse me a bus um, poster for for that, and I'm like, 
you know? And that's when I said to Finn, I'm like, you know, I got everyone's signature on it, but Paul's and Aces. I said, could I bring this? And he gave me the, and, and I felt like such a shit asking him. It, right. Like, but keep in mind, I got to sit on the stage. But more important, Tommy, you know, you guys know it's true. I want to see my friends. Mm-hmm. I want to see Pat. I want to see Philly. I want to see yeah. the guys in the band. These are my friends. These are people I talk to online. Well, and people- Philly, too. I forgot to mention him earlier. Another super awesome dude. Couldn't yeah. be nicer. Yeah. So these are people I've known for a long time. And I don't, you know, um, Michael, Philly's like Russ's best friend. Oh, yeah. Like Russ's best friend. So, you know, and. Well, Philly was on the show because he helped with Peter's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. anyways, um, you know, one of my one of my dear dear friends. So I want to go see those guys. I'm not going to to get stuff. So I, keep in mind, we were there all afternoon. Ace wasn't anywhere near there. I, I wanted to hang out with my friends and laugh, yeah. and, and that's exactly what we did. But again, that's where the kiss, you know, geek in me bit me and was like, Christ, if you don't get this big cumbersome fucking crazy thing sign now you never you're never gonna my bigger question is of curiosity of i wonder if when you because let's face it how many people have one of those probably very few in the whole i only know one person with one okay so rare item i wonder if it even phases ace when he sees stuff like that like if he ace was in mode yeah. yeah. He's like, are we done? Are we? He just wanted yeah. to. I will tell you, here's where I think he he knew, though. Because you got, you know as well as I do, he dates everything. Yeah. He didn't date this. And Jeans isn't dated, and neither is Peter's. So I think he was. I think he. Well, he had to have known what it was, meaning the historical right. significance of it. But right. I think he did me a solid that way, as they say. He. Yeah. He, he just signed it and he didn't date it because I've got tons of his signatures. Matter of fact, I'm just looking around my office and just about everything signed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole lot of signed stuff in here. So, um, you know, uh, but Ace, Ace played great. Go out and support him when he tours next year. Matter of fact. Well, at least she got to say hi, you know. Make sure you go out and pick this up. Yep. And and let's not forget, next year, Origins 2 is coming out. I had a nice talk with Pat about Origins 2. That's going to be very exciting stuff. And we already know. I'm not yep. ruining anything. Bruce Kulik is on, on that. And record. Robin Zander. Zander. And Lita okay. the... Ford. Motherfuckers. I don't want to know. You know, let's, let's save just an ounce of excitement here i want to i want to figure it out when it comes out so you know come on too late too late <laughs> dicks this is Anyways, old so this is old news tommy this has been out for months yeah but look at how well i've been at just avoiding all of it you know well you're not too good you're sitting here with us as we were talking about it well oh yeah. I, I almost forgot Hold on, hold on, I almost forgot. And obviously the gentleman watches the show. I did not catch your name. You were nice enough to come up and, and talk to me. I was sitting on the stage so I could see the crowd. Well, people are shouting, you know, three sides and chikini and all this other stuff yeah. up at me when I'm sitting there and all of a sudden this guy's going, Brand Volt's a tool! <laughs> Brand Volt's a tool! So 
So whoever you are, you know who you are. That was awesome. I didn't get a chance to catch your name. But he was screaming Branvold's a tool for That's still yeah. I can't honestly guys, to me that is just unbelievable that 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 saying has has gotten a life of its own and that people go to shows and yell that out. It's just it's awesome. yeah, so that was it's so that awesome. was pretty fun too. So Love yeah, it. so that was it was great. You know, I saw a bunch of my friends there. I saw my buddy Steve from 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 Toledo, and uh, who was the guy? Jason, the one who, who oh, gave J- us all J- peanuts and J- stuff. Jason, who had Mark's nuts, gave us Mark's nuts. Yes, yeah. uh, uh, I saw him. Um, trying to think of like other people that you know we've talked about on the show. There's a ton of them. So, again, a great night of rock and roll all the way around. It was Liz and I had a ball. And I tell you what, that was another thing. You know, Liz originally wasn't going to stay for the show. I was going to bring her home, like, before the gig when we came back in 930. And she was having so much fun. And just she really enjoyed, you know, seeing the guys in the band in Philly. And, yeah. and Mike Bob was just keeping everybody in stitches. He was funny. It was, you know, so she went back with me. So that was really cool. And then uh, on the way home, we did we did stop at 1 in the morning at Checkers, if you guys have one of those. I know what they I've are. Ever, I've never had one of their burgers. Man, it, that worked really well at 1 a.m. That was really good. Excellent. I got a couple cheeseburgers, <laughs> so that was good. But anyways, that was it, man. That was the ace. And I will tell you, this is one really brief discussion. Ace, ace kind of disappointed me in one aspect. I wanted to hear Shot Full of Rock. I wanted to hear Space Invader. I, it's... it's yeah, I love hearing all those great Kiss tunes. But you but can hear them at a my... Kiss concert. Yeah, I wanted Ace We've to talked play. about that before. We have, but I mean, I, it's even more so now a less Ace Freely intensive... I, what did he... Rock Soldiers? Rip It Out? Snowblind? Snowblind. I think there's only like four. New York Groove... Um, but that's a Kiss tune, technically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's kind of what I was getting at. Off, off his solo records, only just a couple songs. I know. It's always been. It's always been sort of our beef. Is like, go to the shows regardless. But boy, it would be great at a an Ace Frehley solo concert. You actually heard more Ace Frehley material. I mean, it, Love Gun, Detroit Rock City. That's why the Kiss Cruise was so amazing to me, even if it wasn't perfect. By some people's standards, it was a joyful experience. Yeah, Hard Time's cool to, to see. Yeah. And, you know, that I love, I don't know, well, this is the, the musician thing. I love that, I think it was him and Jeremy do do harmonizing solos in She. So that's a little bit, that's kind of cool. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know. Don't get me wrong. Nobody was disappointed in the set list per se. The classic Kiss songs, although you know, through and through. But I'm with you, Michael and Tommy. I don't want to hear him play Love Gun. Now, is that one of his really land? You know, his his great showcase guitar solos and Kiss songs. Yeah, I mean that's well, that, maybe. Well, maybe he does it too, though, just to get a break from singing. Yeah, one thing that was cool. He did Cold Gin, and he added the ending to Black Diamond. On to end of cold gin. I thought that was kind of cool. Interesting. So 
But I mean, other than that, you know, come on. I, I wanted again. I love that song, "Shot Full of Rock," so much. I would have liked to heard that. I would have liked to heard "Sister." You know, I, stuff that I, he has played in the past that that he's not, you know, he's not playing. But again, you know, you you you, a, you know what's funny is on our radio show, I we got a comment a couple days ago on the on the chat room in the radio show. Where somebody's like, "Boy, you guys must really love Ace Frehley," and I was like, "Okay, is this somebody setting it up because they know we're supposed to hate Ace Frehley or what?" So I'm like, "What do you mean?" And and he's like, "Well, because you've got so many Ace Frehley solo songs, solo album material that you've got in rotation here. It's like that's all I'm hearing." And I'm like, "And that's why is that a bad thing?" I mean, first of all, Ace has rele- released more solo material than any other member in Kiss, so it just makes sense that we are going to we are going to have a lot of his material. Um, but it's it, it just it's just funny how yeah we want to we want we're playing a lot of Ace stuff on the radio show and we get criticized for it, and then we're going to sit here and go we want to hear more Ace material in his solo concerts. And I bet you will get criticized for saying something like that. It's like, what? Yeah. All, all we want to do is hear more Ace material. Shouldn't yeah, look, every Ace Frehley fan want that? You, you can't please the blue Kool-Aiders. God, it's it, look, crazy. It, it, we've gone on forever and ever and ever that we love Ace. But also, too, we love Tommy. We love Bruce. You know, look, we love Kiss. And to me, they're all, it's all one wonderful family. You know what I mean? Support them all. Yep. And, and uh, expanding, you know, and adding songs from Badlands because, you know, Eric was in that. And we're going to probably, we'll do some more black and blue stuff because Tommy was in that band. We want it to be a Kiss station that's Kiss-centric, but anything that's related, like um, Michael was saying, Six Degrees of Separation. I mean, we've got just so, band, bands that have opened for Kiss. That's That's it. Just they were an opening band, and therefore we added their song. Right. And I told you to add the Bangles song that Vinny wrote. Yeah. You know, so we're we really want to expand all of this, but you got to give us time too because it takes a while to do all this. And Michael is already busy with. Well, you, you know, it's you just know. like I don't know. Give it a rest, people. It's a Kiss radio station. What do you think we're gonna play? I mean, it's going to be Kiss and Kiss related, and there's a ton of Ace Frehley material, a lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. It's all in rotation. We just keep adding it. I mean, how can anybody complain about 16 hours of Kiss music that just plays 24-7? I think it's pretty awesome, unless you're on a boat for four days and you can't get away from it. <laughs> By the way, guys, the puck drops in 15 minutes. So that's Mark. Is that, is that a euphemism for dropping a that, turd that, or that, talking about a hockey game? That's Mark. Uh, that is that is the wings are on tonight, and it is. Uh, I do want to go watch the game. Are you going to have wings while you watch the wings? You know what? That's one. Liz was out Christmas shopping. Emily was Christmas shopping. Um, Ian just got home from work. I don't know what I'm going to go upstairs to. I have not eaten. Although I did. Uh, wait, 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 wait. What do you mean, Ian got home from work? I thought Ian was. Teaching, yes. He just got work a little bit ago. 
Yeah, but I thought he was three hours from you or two hours. Oh, from you. I never. I didn't tell Ian. Ended up uh, back in end of September. Got an offer to. Um, oh boy, this was great. <laughs> we'll talk about this. Okay. Yeah. No. I. I yeah. You never and mentioned Ian, it. So that's Ian awesome. It's now back on our side of the state working at a local school system. So we're all very happy. Yeah, and awesome. uh, he now wants to buy a house. And, you know, I did the dad thing and said, just instead of going to get an apartment or just live here till after Christmas, then we'll go look at houses in the spring. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense to me. Yep. So, yeah. So it's very, well, that's that, real quick. That's what, I, if you heard what I said earlier, or I think just before we started recording, you know, I spent all day Saturday with Liz doing the rock and roll thing. And then all day Sunday, you know, we went, Ian and I went to the Lions game and then we went out to dinner and right. then we went to the Red Wings game. So it was all sports on Sunday. So it was really, really cool to, you know, to do, look, I, I realized all the time how blessed I am, you know, right. I, very close family. And, you know, I get to do a lot of stuff that I love to do. That's and, awesome. I, I knew that, but I just heard he was visiting a lot. You know, I, I look at stuff like this, you know, one day they're going to put me in the box and before the, before that happens, before I finally get put in the box, I'm going to go, you know, I, I didn't sit on the couch and let it pass me by, you know, I, I went you, out you, you don't want to be laying on your deathbed having regrets or regrets. Yeah, well, it's so true. I could, because I get people going like, God, you, you're going here, you're doing this. I'm like, look, dude, I, if I can work my ass off, and I don't work my ass off, so I sit on the couch and I can't do other things. I'm, I'm especially I'm, now if you like love TV, shit. What can't you find on Hulu or uh, Netflix or Amazon or any of those? Get out there and live your life. Amen. Like I said, you know, you know, uh, God, what a great weekend. You know, went and saw a great Ace Frehley show, and the next day, I don't even care. Both the teams lost. Ian and I had a ball, man. Yeah. Ball talking sports and just fucking. You're lucky. Yeah, oh, I know. Like I said, I'm I'm the luckiest motherfucker in the world. I know that. Um. So yeah, like you, are, are, Mark, are you ready for the Lions to be sold? Yeah, I, I posted that today. I um, saw the picture. Well, they're I they're. I don't know if you. Well, you guys probably don't. Obviously, don't follow Detroit sports, but. Um, they came right out and said uh, the Fords that they're keeping our general manager and our our coach for next season. Um, I'm fine with the coach. Hmm? He deserves another shot. Oh no, no, I, the the, co the coach does. He's only yeah, been there for a year and a half. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. I think uh, the general manager is his fourth year. He's he should be gone. Right. <laughs> so, anyways, but that's a, again that's a whole other. Uh, whole other thing but uh, and I, I want to mention something real quick because we one thing we haven't done here lately michael is, is add more stuff that we're listening to for people yeah so we, gotta, we gotta we gotta get back into our three sides challenge right so but i want to mention a couple of things number one the black veil brides has their ep out go check that out wicked has a new record out go check them out and then a band i saw over the weekend that i think a lot of people will like especially if you are a fan of I don't want to say shock rock, but of, of Marilyn Manson and in this moment and bands in that type of vein that's very theatrical, but more with a really good singer is Gabriel in the Apocalypse. Go check them out, too. Uh, I think you might like them. Sweet. So there you go. Yeah. All right. So how about some homework? We had a homework regarding David Lee Roth already. Does that excite yep. you? Especially if you're outside of the U.S. and it, if it doesn't, why? Um, mm -hmm. 
Let's see. Ace Fraley. Should Mark be able to sit on the stage like he does? I don't know. I mean, I think that, that we could pull that one. <laughs> You're such a dick. <laughs> Homework question. Did you imagine Mark would have two queens in his bedroom? <laughs> that would be 98% to two. <laughs> Like I said, the yes. minute that the minute that left the lips, I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> I, stepped, <laughs> I stepped in it there. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Did you see Ace Fraley this year? Because Mark, you saw the last yeah. show of twenty nineteen. Fantastic. So, Ace played really, really well. It was a great show. Did you see Ace Tour in twenty nineteen? What did you think of it? Um, even though Tommy doesn't want to hear anything about it, are you excited about Origins 2 coming out next year? I just want to be surprised. You know, I don't want to know all the songs. I, I want to be surprised. I know? don't know the songs. It doesn't happen very often. I know some of the guests. I know, I don't know the yeah. songs. Yeah. I, the Xander thing is like, that. it doesn't get any cooler than that. And he, they're already announcing a couple of dates for him next year, too, because I saw that he's coming to... Uh, some type of a, a fair or festival or something in Wisconsin uh, in June, I think. So that's funny because that's that's what Night Bob goes. Yeah, Tommy lives in Wisconsin. I'm like, no, one more state. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know. It's about the same. He lives, he lives in New York. Everything between New York and LA is just is Wisconsin. <laughs> it's <is> Wisconsin. <laughs> I always love that line in uh, Stripes. Yeah. Yeah, it's like going to Wisconsin. You zip in, you zip up. I got my ass kicked in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, if you didn't get a chance to see him in 2019, you probably will in 2020. And then, you know, the Roth thing with Kiss, how cool is that? That's just the greatest. Mm-hmm. All right, can we All say right. good night? And, uh, I, as always, you know where to go leave your homework questions. If you're watching us <clears> on YouTube, hit that little red subscribe button. And we'd love it if you go over to iTunes and leave us a review and a rating. And don't forget about the radio show, 24-7-365, threesidesofthecoinradio.com. And what is the app again? Station Head. You've got to install the Station Head app. Yep. It's only iOS right now, but it will be coming for Android next year. All right. That's it. We'll see everybody next year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. And enjoy your food comas. God, I love Christmas music. Happy holidays. the show go to itunes.threesidesofthecoin.com and leave your review and rating of three sides of the coin thanks download your free free copy of the kiss school of marketing 11 lessons i learned working with kiss the number one downloaded business book on noise trade go to books.noisetrade.com slash michael brandvold You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin.
so you love the show. Go to itunes.threesidesofthecoin.com and leave your review and rating of Three Sides of the Coin. Thanks.